Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the State Hornet News Podcast. I'm Will Coburn, your podcast editor. And this week I sat down with a few Sac State students involved with Project Rebound. Here's the director of Project Rebound, Andrew Wind, to explain exactly what it is. Project Rebound is a campus equity program for formerly incarcerated students, and we're under the Division of Student Affairs. Uh, Project Rebound is really important because um, students with incarceration history have um, almost like a legalized marginalization uh, done to them. I also spoke with some of the students who received benefits from Project Rebound, such as nutrition and food major Hiley Ganton. Here's how the program helps them. So with the tangible resources, they've been able to help with food vouchers um, for the semester. They, you know, they offer just to, just to help the students with life on campus. So things like meals, um, and it's a small stipend, but still um, they're able to give a voucher for textbooks in the beginning of the semester. Um, they have their physical office, which has been so useful in knowing that the door is open and you can talk to whether it's a staff member, a fellow, uh, a fellow student, someone is there who can help guide you and find your way around campus. And coming back on campus, we know whether you've been away for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, it's a different culture. And I, I emphasize that in every conversation that I have about my own transition back home is that you're coming from a very different way of living. You're kind of forced to think differently and, and to really look out for yourself and not all of those concepts are easily applied when you come back to campus. Um, there's definitely a lot more about being one community, being um, you know a, a class, doing things all together on campus, getting involved. And in a in a life before this, you're not really trying to get involved in much things. So um, Project Rebound has definitely been there to help sift through the things that maybe you can put as second priority and things that you really have to get moving on as a student re-entering back into society. With my last leg of my trip of incarceration, I looked out to see any programs that were available for me in which it would help with fluidity in coming back to campus because prior to leaving Sacramento and handling my legal obligations, um, I was a student here at Sac State. Mm Um, because of what I was faced against, I did have to leave mid-semester, and that crushed me. So when I had the opportunity in San Diego, I asked the education counselor to reach out to Sacramento State to see if there's a program available, and he told me about a similar program, kind of what I was trying to explain to him at um, San Francisco State which he told me was Project Rebound. It's the original Project Rebound, if I recall. Exactly. And so there was a lot of focus on the Sacramento, or I'm sorry, the San Francisco campus, um, but not too much about the other campuses, the other CSUs within California. And it wasn't until there was another resident there who transferred to... At San Diego? At San Diego, who transferred to San Diego State and because of her getting to the campus, did she find out that the there was a project rebound there. So word of mouth, we started um, looking into campuses. My education counselor found out that Sacramento did have a project rebound on campus. And um, it's, it's very hard to do your own research because your access to computers, technology, all that stuff is very controlled. Mm-hmm. And 
I was fortunate that the education counselor was able to get the materials and with that he had me reach out to Sac State's Project Rebound. Um, Not really anything much after that initial contact until I was able to get accepted and I came here for the first day of orientation as a transfer student and I remembered that I made that initial connection with Project Rebound and I kid you not I was walking touring the campus and I looked up Project Rebound's number on my phone, and as I was walking with my group, I was trying to reach out already because I didn't want to waste any time. And with that, our director, Andrew, came out. He took time on his lunch and on my lunch to talk to me about what Project Rebound is, what they've done in the community, where it started, and this is all in a matter of 45 minutes. Um, But in that 45 minutes, I was able to get a very good idea as to what this program is about and how it would be beneficial to me throughout the rest of my stay here at Sac State. Earlier this year, Project Rebound received $3.3 million in state funding. I asked Andrew to explain how that came about. However, because it was such a, a unique ask, because this is not a common practice for campus equity programs to go straight to the governor's office for a budget ask, we decided to kind of have a uh, more active role in securing th- these funds. And so the Project Rebound uh, Consortium Policy Co-Chairs, Roe Marilyn Ralston uh, and myself, uh, we began uh, formulating strategic plans of um, getting legislators who are in positions to uh, impact the budget uh, aware of Project Rebound, um, get them informed about Project Rebound, why is it important, and uh, really just started getting buy-in from early on. I think one of our first people to have buy-in was uh, Assembly Member Jose Medina. He has a history of teaching in prison. He's a chair of the Higher Education Committee. You know, education is his thing. Um, being able to support smart legislation um, and reducing uh, racism is also his thing. So it was a no-brainer for him to uh, get on board and have him kind of help. And then our assembly member for Assembly District 7, uh, Kevin McCarty, his office and himself um, began moving very rapidly in support of uh, Project Rebound. So we began, um, you know, getting him um, more involved and more informed about what we were doing at Project Rebound. And uh, we even had him um, attend our graduation and had him speak along with uh, Assembly Member Ken Cooley. And so, um, yeah, I think just being able to get Assembly Members more informed um, and Senators more informed um, really was helpful. Um, In addition, we were able to go to uh, Governor Newsom's office, meet with his top aide, and... um, had, you know, introduced him to a student um, and really humanized uh, um, the ask. I mean, it's one thing to present statistics. It's another to actually bring somebody um, who, who's a beneficiary of the program to the office and really talk about what it has done for him. Hiley was one of those students who went to lobby assembly person McCarty. Here's how that went. Um, I was actually there when... Uh, Kevin McCarty came and presented the the check to us. Um, we accepted it on the state's behalf, pretty much, or, you know, Project Rebound's behalf. And that was the first time, honestly, that I spoke out about my story, um, which was nerve-wracking, right? Because here is an assembly member, and I'm telling 
my story, such like a vulnerable state and I'm exposing myself. But just like I feel that the spread of Project Rebound is so important, I feel like students should also, when they're ready and comfortable, speak on that. Because it's, it's great how much Project Rebound is growing. I fear that there are still students in the classrooms who are not able to take advantage of the resources available to them because of that stigma that maybe society has on those who have been impacted by incarceration. I also spoke with Sac State master's student in sociology and McNair scholar Kendra Jackson, who is another student who's gotten help from Project Rebound. Kendra told me that she's doing her research in sociology and especially criminology because she's found there's a lack of firsthand experience with how the criminal justice system works in academia, and she hopes to correct that. Here's Kendra talking about the difference between prison reform and prison abolition. Um, recently, um, I'm taking a class right now, um, criminal uh, examination of criminal law and society, and actually we just read a book by Dr. Emily Thuma. Um, it's on like policing prisons. Um, it's called All of Our Trials. And what it really talks about is um, from the in the 1970s, like the prison reform versus the prison abolition. And I think what it is is like reform is just basically like they just change a, a few words, maybe move a comma or something here and there just to say, oh, well, we're doing this this way, but still doing the same thing. Yeah. Whereas abolition, which is the goal of what we're currently researching now, is to shut these facilities down. Um, to provide, not saying that there shouldn't be um, a, a type of uh, form of rehabilitation um, for people who have committed crimes, but just to abolish the system that we currently have now because it's a, a system of like punishment. And it's not a system of, it's not deterring anything because if it was deterrence, there wouldn't be overcrowding their prisons. Um, and just to find maybe a different form of rehabilitating people who actually commit offenses, um, but to shut them down. It's been phenomenal, like in San Francisco, like they're shutting down like the juvenile halls, but what's being done is they're just moving, you know, th to different facilities. So what needs to be done is to find a different, um, more community-based um, form um, um, of, of punishment um, for people who, who, do, who do commit crimes. And here's Kendra talking a bit about her experiences working in prison and what sort of impact having people work in prison instead of in their communities has on their communities. When I was incarcerated in federal prison, I worked, um, because I had a, a high school diploma when I went in and some college, I worked as um, a 411 operator. So I was basically answering like uh, 411 calls for uh, cricket and boost and, <laughs> and next to <laughs> And from inside a call center at a prison, when I, I started off making like 32 cents an hour, when I left, I was making 92 cents an hour. You know, I mean, you know, while I was there, but it's just the mentality of, when I was on the streets, I had done the same job five years before. I was making $10 an hour. But then you just think when I came home, like I came home and I didn't have anything. So I can understand like being a burden to other people, mm -hmm. um, not having like, you know, the assets. They took me and put me in a, a, a halfway house in San Francisco. And so then how am I supposed to work and make money and get a job somewhere where I'm not even going to be long term? But then to think when you say that, to, to look at me now, um, the second year of my master's program, um, you know, em, em, employed, you know, working, you know, saying for the state of California, 
and all this that I can bring into the community just to think that had I not come back into it or if I had fell into the depression and the pit of despair because I couldn't do for myself and having to ask people and depend on people for stuff, that that is a true statement because this, I'm back in the community that I was in, but just think of if I had ended up somewhere else, then that would be like a redistribution of the wealth that I could have brought to the community after having been extracted Mm -hmm. from actually, you know, where I was. So that's why I... I'm here and I'm back, you know, where I was and just just glad. But that's what I say about like equity programs for on campuses are really very important because the, the hardest thing, I had to do everything pretty much by myself, just by sheer will and determination. And a lot of people, they don't have that, you know, the desire to, to seek because there were a lot of times when I felt like, you know, that I wanted to give up. But I mean, I couldn't because I needed to prove something different to my kids. I had already made like a really bad mistake. So um, Project Rebound is like a really supportive wraparound program to be there to provide like the gaps um, that sometimes that people don't have. And I too think me being older, Mm -hmm. um, when my offense happened, when you have people that are so young that are coming out and they don't have any support um, system, then it could be really, really hard. And then you can just end up like that's where recidivism happens and people continuously um, go in. Like I promised myself like that I would never go back. You know, they expect you to come back. They told me, we'll see you when you come back. I was like, no, I will not be coming back here. And I just found another institution of education to uh, go ahead and, you know, and further and further my life within. To get more news, videos, and of course, podcasts about Sac State, check out statehornet.com. I've been your podcast editor, Will Coburn, and good luck on finals. <laughs>